Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Versus the Bulldogs. Joining us, Adam Rosenbachs. Oh, g'day, Michael. How's it going? It's pretty cool, man. It's Don't care. Cool. Don't. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm actually looking forward to this game. I, I uh, you know, Essendon, undefeated, looking to be the greatest team ever. What's going to happen? Yeah, it's an absolute classic. It goes down in the annals of uh, probably one of, one of the great dogs wins too, actually, when you go through their tragic history. <laughs> uh, and also a bit of housekeeping before we introduce our guests. A uh, bit of Patreon, patreon.com uh, slash junktimealphapod. Thank you to all the people who have signed up. What is it? $2, $5, $1, $10? Oh, yeah. Whatever you want to throw away, we're happy to take it. And we do really appreciate you guys jumping on board in these, uh, in these COVID times and and keeping Michael uh, in his wrestling figurines. It's, it's where he spends his money. <laughs> they're not figurines. They're collectibles. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're blow-up dolls. And uh, our tickets are now sold out for Wiz Cella on Saturday night, our virtual sportsman's night with the one and only Warwick Kappa. Uh, so we've got about 50 people who will be joining us on the Zoom call and we can uh, chat to the Wiz. Uh, send any questions for the people who want to come along, who are coming along, sorry. Um, what, I think what we're going to do, Adam, is we're going to kind of mute people, and so it's you and him and I having a chat, just so it doesn't get too messy with 50 people, you yeah. know, <laughs> calling the whiz a liar every three seconds. <laughs> I, I'm just fascinated as to how how it's going to play out. I have no, he has, he's given us no idea of length of what he's going to be doing. We have no idea of what he's going to be talking about, and I think a lot of it is just going to be like, well, that that could not have possibly happened. So. Yeah, there are some amazing. I've done I've done a bunch of research on him, and uh, yeah, there's some awesome stuff we can ask him about. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and God. and you you sent me a podcast, and we're like, oh, have a listen to this because they interview the Wiz, and I'm like, I'm never going to listen to that. <laughs> okay, Adam, time to introduce our very special guest. Please welcome comedian and doggies fan Danny McGinley. Welcome back to the show, Danny. Hey, thanks, boys. What a what a great honor to relive this match for the first time in about two weeks. All right. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be one of the great uh, Bulldogs wins. So it's round 21, 2000, Essendon versus uh, the Western Bulldogs. Mm. The Bombers were at 20 and 0 going into this game. What a start uh, to a season, yeah. by the way. Know, like, how, like, you know, because Carlton had rolled them the year before and they were just like, we are never going to fucking lose again, ever. And they were yeah. one of the teams. I, remember, I went to a lot of games in 2000 and I don't remember watching a team where they would basically get it in the halfback flank and you go, oh, this is the goal. Like, the way they could just storm through the field and kick a goal, it was amazing. And where are the doggies sitting at in this particular season? So, you're still under Terry Wallace at this stage? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had the golden years of 97, 98, 99, yep. where we, would, we finished top four in all of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, this year we was the beginning of the slide, but we were still uh, still in finals contention yep. at this okay. stage. Okay, yeah, yeah. But... But uh, no, definitely not. I remember the morning of this match reading in the paper 
uh, in the age, someone wrote uh, the, the preview of the game, which was something like, well, the Essendon juggernaut keeps rolling along. And to that, to this week's sacrificial lambs are the Western Bulldogs. Essendon win by 10 goals. Wow. How quaint okay. that you were reading a paper. <laughs> <laughs> Takes me back. <laughs> uh, different times. It got telegrammed in. And, uh... <laughs> okay. So we'll jump on the link. So we'll put that on our Twitter and our Facebook. We have Junk Time Apple Pod on both. And also uh, at ACAST. So if you Google ACAST, A-C-A-S-T, Junk Time Apple Podcast, uh, the link will be there as well. If you want to head to the one hour, 27 minute, zero nine second mark, one hour, 27 minutes, zero nine seconds. Uh, we're going to give you a three, two, one play. Here we go. Three, two, one, play. And we're away. Essendon up by 15 points into the last quarter. I suppose the big question, Danny, were you at this particular game? Yeah, I, it's, it's embarrassing to say, but I wasn't. I was, uh, I'd got my first proper real girlfriend that year. H- how old are you uh, in was... 2000, by the way? Yeah, I was uh, for this match. I was seventeen. I was about a month away from being eighteen. Okay. Uh, I was oh wow, 12, you could go and drink. And... You could do stuff like that. You could go to pubs <laughs> and everything. <laughs> well, and I, the, I, so I was working at a video shop, and uh, which I, one? I was drop so names. Video <laughs> Busters in Smith Street. Nice newspapers, the video big, shops, man. The, You're yeah. a man of the ages. <laughs> oh yeah, this. This is of a time. Uh, uh, yeah, so you can tell it was definitely a long time ago. There was newspapers, video shops, and I had a girlfriend. So, yeah, it's just uh, <laughs> antique moments. That's um, a great so, yeah, I, for a I, got, I got my first girlfriend. She was 20 at this stage. Oh, Now was she a teacher? She, no, no, she was working at the video shop as okay. well. And, uh, and I just, I don't know, I, I charmed her somehow. And she fancied herself as a student of cinema and so uh, insisted we go see a film at uh, MIF, Melbourne International Film Festival, on this. Wow, night. you guys are like Tarantino and Mrs. Tarantino. Uh, yeah, as I recall, I think it was a documentary about rave music, which was another thing she was into. And uh, we, so I remember being at, uh, being at a mate's place and watching the first quarter and then going to meet her in the city. And uh, and we were going okay in that first quarter. Like I was expecting us to be down by ten goals. <laughs> I thought you were about to say we were going okay this relationship, but you're more concerned about the footy. Well, I can run you through. Yeah. You, were, you were five points, to, um, five point up at um, quarter time, and the scores were tied we at half time. And then uh, the Dons were fifteen points up at three quarter time. So we got so yeah, that it was. Shot. So yeah, this I do remember just at quarter time going out to meet her. And then as we were going into the cinema, getting a call from another friend who was there saying, you just beat the Bombers. And I just yelled, you fucking what? <laughs> yes! And she got so angry at me and didn't speak to me for like, you know, wouldn't talk to me until after the film. And uh, I embarrassed her apparently by making such a, being so loud about something so flippant. And this would have been during the time as well where you would have had to, even though people had mobile phones, you would have had to call people or text people to find out a score by the fact there wouldn't have been the apps. I don't think many phones would have had the internet on them, would they? Oh, no, not back then. That was like a Nokia 3210 kind of thing. Might have even been yeah, analogue. It, it was like an 018 number. <laughs> it was It was definitely 04. It was, uh, I think I was, we- oh, God. What was, oh, um, what was uh, uh, Packer's sons? Uh, Packer and one tell. One tell. Yeah. One tell. I was with one tell. Great. That's uh, great. 
Because that was back in the day. Fucking hell, this is like a a trip down memory lane. It's back in the day when uh, you only had a limited amount of text messages. So to send that one to tell you that you'd won, that was like fucking. This this bloke's blowing twenty five cents on this. This is a big deal. And they had to be they had to be on one tell as well. Uh, You couldn't text other networks across networks. Fucking hell. And if it went to two messages, that cost you double. If it was over sixty characters (laughs) or something. Yeah. Look, I hate to break up this fucking episode of Beyond 2000. (laughs) (laughs) Can we talk about football for a second? Because the Bobs are in charge now, so they're now they're now 21 points up. Okay, and 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 it's a bit of you know what surprised me actually when I watched this game during the week. Um, Scotty Wine, for some reason, I know he won the Brownlow 92, but for some reason I was like, oh wow, he was still playing in 2000. Yeah, he won the Brownlow uh, pretty young, and uh, he's he was still dominant. I think he played up until like. 03 or 04. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of great players uh, still there. I mean, there's Trent Bartlett. This is definitely the best game Trent Bartlett ever played in his career. Uh, Libba is fantastic. Um, Jose? Yep. Jose. I loved Jose. He was mm-hmm. oh, such... A, he deserved a premiership. Scott West gets a million touches, but you barely notice him. That was a, a typical thing of Scott West. You'd always... If you were at the game, you'd, you'd say to your mates, geez, West's had a quiet one. And then you check the paper the next day, he got 40 touches. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he did that when we used to play together at, uh, at Strathmore. The one thing that, uh, you know, obviously this game is exceptionally famous for is the flood, but early in this last quarter, Essendon have moved the ball pretty easily and found targets inside 50. I expected it to be a lot worse than it actually appears. Well, can I take you through about it, the, um, a bit of the information about the flood, actually? Please, Michael. Because in the, in the lead-up to the game... Um, and as you said before, you know, the sacrificial lambs thing, Dan. Um, so Terry Wallace said they were doing the, the team and match committee. And uh, he said, We started to select the side and match committee early in the week. And it just wasn't matching up anywhere near the way we needed it to be. We just said, if we have to go one and one against them, we just don't think we've got the personnel to be able to get the job done. So hence they kind of created that, the flood. That's back when the... The Bulldogs were coached by Pope John Paul II. <laughs> <laughs> they created the flood, and so they actually went and did secret training sessions at Churnside Park, where your um, uh, twos team, where we play, and they actually painted um, a little grid oh, grids. That's on the right. ground. Squares. Yeah, so the players knew where to go. That's huge. And then I actually talk about a game, a tactic when they get a bit closer. I think that that well, Wallace talks about how they how long they could hold on. So flood, 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 and then attack. So that's they right. Say yeah. that as soon as we get close enough, we can then go. Okay, forget the flood, go. Yeah, because they just they wanted to frustrate the absolute shit out of Essendon, mm. didn't they? And they kind of did that and went. They're 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 spent trying to beat the flood. Now we can um, you know slingshot back while they're a little bit cooked. Could you say a little bit rope dope? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Oh, it was very rope dope. Definitely, I remember all the papers were saying that the uh, the next day. So, are you talking about? Um, so they are we waiting for like the last ten minutes of the last quarter, and then we yeah, and then we fly on them or kind or are you of yeah, distance wise. It's a little bit kind of more contain them, and which you've done a good job of. And so, what are they now? Three goals up, and so I suppose maybe if you get another one, they just go fuck it, attack because. Either way, you know that thing. With, uh, I think people have talked about before, like coaches either go, uh, do we try and win it or do we? Uh, protect a 50-point blowout. And so I suppose you just go yeah, roll the dice yeah. and go, fuck it. Just well, yeah, because you ahead. needed to win to get into the final, so you were like, well, we've got to beat him, so we may as well go hard here. 
Yeah, and I guess the another bit of the theory would have been like, the, I, I wonder what the second closest margin to Essendon this year would have been. Would it like they? Mm. I seem to recall they won everything by ten goals this year. It was uh, so they would have no, uh, no, they'd have no experience in a close game. And also, a stat will come up on the screen later on that uh, we've won like five games by less than a goal this year. Ah, okay. So for some reason we had a, we had a lot of luck. Paul Hudson, wasn't Bo- he great? I've, Hawthorne I've just seen a lot of players. Rich, uh, Richmond Hawthorne legend? Legend. Nathan Brown. <laughs> Nathan Brown. But he left in uh, 03. We had him in 03 and then he went to the Tigers for 04. Okay. And then 05, he shattered his leg. And then we see Dustin Fletcher just get the ball in the back line there. Uh, and ends out he was equal leading goal kicker for the game with three goals. <laughs> Oh, yeah, wow. so Lloyd Blumfield two, uh, Colin York three, Grant Garlic and Brady Johnson two. Now, Danny, was uh, this is the first year of uh, Colonial? Is it not Colonial Stadium? Did, were yep. you guys yeah, were you guys tenants in the first season, or were you still oh, at this yeah. oval? No, no, we were definitely uh, we we definitely were there for, from the get go. Yep. In fact, I remember the first the first time I went to Colonial was. Um, the Dogs v. the Bombers. The first time we met them that year, it was a Bulldogs home game. Okay. And uh, yeah, they absolutely spanked us. But uh, my mate managed to get us um, into the Medallion Club. Oh, and they, excuse us. They, it was that day, that, that like that round that they put in a dress code, but we were able <laughs> to pull the... Well, well, we didn't really? know yeah. because about, apparently half the people in the Medallion Club yeah. had pulled the we didn't know. And we were, just, and we were too bong-smoking feral looking bones rave movie watching at that stage yeah. rave movie watching yeah. i had really newspaper long reading <laughs> now they only let uh cokeheads in there so yeah yeah they've really stepped it up don't they have a real estate <laughs> section a real estate agent section in the dang <laughs> scotty west getting some more ball at half back you, you can see Over here the doggies look like they're starting to move it a lot quicker hmm. yeah we're doing the the slingshot thing and uh, it, I don't reckon the cameras do the the flood justice. I think no, because it's the first game where they're having the flood, so they're not thinking to zoom out and show how much of how much of the paddock would have been empty. Yeah, and Dean Rioli's just sat down on the bench. He got I don't know how he got hurt there. So he took a mark, and Chris Grant ran in well, and kind actually, of wrapped his arms around him. And I think he's hurt his shoulder. Yeah, and am I right that he missed the two thousand grand final because of a shoulder? So could that yeah, I think you are right. I reckon, yeah, I reckon that might be it. Chris Grant's just kicked the goal there. Well, he got, you know, Chris Grant had so many grand finals taken away from it. It's only fair that uh, <laughs> he finally gets one back. Can I tell you a little bit about uh, the background of the game again? So, um, Terry Wallace dubbed it Mission Impossible. And nice. this is from Bob Murphy. They said during the week at training, the players were in the meeting room. I should put some kind of indie rock behind this to kind of capture the Bob Murphy kind of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the players were in the meeting room. We, d- we just thought it was a normal team meeting. And then the Mission Impossible theme begins to play. Then the coaches walk in as spies. Plowers dressed them up and they had trench coats and the hats and everyone got into character. Fucking hell, coaches go to some incredible lengths, don't they? <laughs> like, you're just sitting there as a player and you're going... I mean, it, the thing is, though, it's so ridiculous... Yet it fucking works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, th- and that's, that's Bob Murphy's um, third game. Playing oh, into really? That. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So he's gone into yeah, this. He's, he's gone, what it? the fuck is this football cape that I've got myself into? <laughs> he would have loved that, a young Bob, I reckon. That's yeah, the, it's the thinking outside the box. Coaches, 
coaches can get away with that because people, you know, the, the players have to be all in, you know, and, and believe in their coaches and everything. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if, if a boss did that to you at work, you'd just be like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, so for sure. Fucked. For sure. I mean, my mate's got a, oh. a great story about, like, back in the day of um, working in commercial radio. And, like, the boss walked out. Is this in, the chainsaw? No, this is the guy boss walked out wearing camouflage. And they're like, why are you wearing camouflage? He's like, because we're at war with Gold FM. Why are you telling my fucking stories while I'm on the podcast with you? Look at, I mean. Was that, so was that you, right? It was, it was. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. I actually had no idea. What was the name of the boss? Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, that was Todders and, Grant and Jason Staveley back then. I really didn't know that. Brilliant. Yeah. Were you also, was it happened to you that uh, a boss came in, a, a program director, with a chainsaw and uh, destroyed a table, destroyed the boardroom table, like cut it in half and go, that table knew too many secrets? No, oh, I don't know that. Was, that. was that, could, have been, could that have been Jeff Ellis? Was that that's... It, yeah, it, was, it sounded very, it was definitely, I think it was at Fox FM, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah husband of uh, Janine Ellis, I think. Yes, yes, so yes. He, he was my first boss in... He was my first boss in commercial radio and he was of the uh, Sun Tzu sort of art of war thinking and he had samurai swords in his office. It was fucking awesome. Can we talk about fucking football again, guys? Okay. Okay. Oh, sorry. Oh, big man. Who is that? Is that Matty Croft taking a mark? Who is that? There's Colin Yook. And I'll tell you what, he's copped a knee as he's gone down. Oh, this is uh, is Kingsley Hunter, I believe. Kingsley Hunter, also Hawthorne legend. No, it's, that's not Kingsley Hunter. He did play for the Dogs, Kingsley Hunter. Now, this was match was very notable for the halftime fight as well. Yeah, So, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. Brady Johnson got knocked over by a John Barnes, kind of uh, on purpose. I don't know. Like, it was a shepherd off the ball, uh, which kicked off a bit of a blue. Which What's then the w- knee he cops as he takes his mark, though? Bang. Beautiful. Right, there, right in the middle. Typical Essendon thuggery. <laughs> you'd, you'd ne- th- those Bulldogs would have been just shell-shocked by the violence. We were such a nice team. Yeah, dude, you guys were hardcore, weren't you? Like, genuinely. Yeah, yeah we were. Je- Libba and Jose were were absolute thugs. I loved it. Uh, in, fa- in fact, I think it was 97. I think around 22 of 97, uh, Hawthorne played the Bulldogs out at Waverley. And yes, I remember this. I believe, if I'm right, that the Hawks threw in a bit of a pool as to who, you know, 50 bucks in, as to who would be the toughest player of the game. So I remember uh, Paul Salmon oh, okay. gave a 50 away at the centre bounce just by running into, must have been Scotty Wind, then gave away another 50, so there was a goal within t- 10 seconds. The first quarter was fucking hot. Like, they were just all going to each other. And also probably by the idea they were going, doggies are going to play finals, and so we want to, you know, um, bring them in and get them and wake us. But I remember half of Diddy's hamstring. Jose ran about 100 metres, giving him a bake <laughs> while he was trying to <laughs> hobble off the field, <laughs> just telling him oh. what for. Also, if Paul Salmon set your standard for the day, I, don't I know you got the toughest know, team getting I around. <laughs> I know, I know. I think we had a young Scott brother playing in that game, probably yeah, right. in his first year. Yeah. Oh wow! So Steve Colinuk has just kicked his second, and you're within ten points with uh, eleven minutes to go. So there's a bit going on in the middle here. Um, as they go out towards the wing. I could, can you just believe like the the standard of this um, turf here? This is a uh, brand yeah. new this is a brand new game, a brand yep. new ground. Sorry, and it is absolutely shockingly. I wonder if this was the time where they were actually 
putting lights on the ground to grow the grass. I don't think they were actually doing that. Yeah. They were also having issues. I, I was going to say that the players used to complain that it was such a fucking hard ground because the car park was like directly underneath it. There was, <laughs> there was minimal, like the, the dirt was really thin. And so the players who played at this, and Footscray had it for years, that their players would pull up, would pull up sore than anyone else because there's no dirt coverage. Like how often do you hear about, oh, yeah, my foot really hurts because there's a car park underneath. <laughs> um, but I think it might have been the year after. I feel like it might have mm. been the year after Hutchie got suspended by Channel 7. He was commentating. And he, because it got really bad out on a, a particular wing. And I Craig think Hutchison. Called, yeah, and he called it like the the, the, the death area or something. Like he, he Oh, gave Death it a Valley? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and so I think that. they suspended him for a week or two, which is pretty fucking petty by the fucking broadcaster. So well, it wasn't the AFL saying, hey, don't ca- we own this building. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure they lent on him, yeah. And if you've ever lent on Hachi. <laughs> <laughs> it's very comfortable. Now, an interesting thing here, like we are getting near the end of this last quarter, but no time on the, on the screen. I would have thought by now they would have had the countdown clock on, yeah. the, um, on the screen. We do have the scores. Now, around this time, Scotty Wines just uh, pulled up a little bit limp there. We've not seen Luke Darcy. Was he not around at this time? He was around, he yeah. just wasn't playing this game. Okay. Who's number uh, 12, that other sort of ruckman that was out there? Uh, was t- number 12 back then, was that? Uh, I'd have to look that up, I reckon. Yeah, he, he looked, uh, if you'll looked like a ruckman. Forgive me. And if you had an eagle eye as well, uh, and looking around the field, you don't see James Hurd. No, he That's was in right. the box with Kevin Sheedy. So he, he was, was injured for that game. Mm. Yeah. So they just had the stat up there. Essendon have had 11 inside 50s to 4. So... They came out with a lead. They've had the inside 50. So they basically have had the shots on goal and just haven't converted. Whereas whenever Footscray have gone forward, they've, uh, you know, they've turned it on. The only other game where we've uh, kicked accurately was the 2016 Grand Final. So it's yeah. uh, they're, they're good times when we actually kick straight. By the way, number 12, Paul Dooley was his name. Dools! Uh, yeah, old Dools, PD. <laughs> Future Hall of Famer. <laughs> Uh, and another player I couldn't recognise before, but Adam Contessa, good-looking unit. Oh, yeah. But uh, Darcy, I remember, did his knee in a pre-season two years in a row. Oh. So I think that was around this time. Yeah, I, I reckon I remember it in 2001, him doing that. Down at Geelong? Yeah, yeah. So I reckon this might have been the first year, and then he did it again the next year. Yeah, wow. Now, another player who was running around for you guys, who I actually uh, knew, was uh, Simon Cox. Oh, but yeah, yeah, the big guy, the big, Mason, yeah. we used to call him. We no. never knew why. <laughs> yeah. Another um, Hawthorne legend. <laughs> oh, yes, he was. He was. He, he was mates, uh, some mates of mine who went to St. Kev's. I don't know how they ended up getting to know him. But um, he was like, he's a country bloke. He was the loveliest guy and was, you know, a pretty decent footballer. Like, wasn't a superstar, but kind of got the job done. Uh, lovely kick. <laughs> That's how you describe a lot of uh, ex-Bulldogs players. Yeah. Lovely guy, got the job done. Not a fantastic footballer. Yeah, but he was pretty good. That was a very, very good mark by um, Scott Lucas and then also a punch on with Mark McCurry and a Footscray player. Who we got here? That so was there's a good Jose, kick from Woody, wasn't it? Probably coming in for the punch. There's Cox, 26. Oh, Coxie. Yep. Still, no, no sign of why the punch on was there. Ah. Not a bad forward line, though, hey, when you got Matthew Lloyd and Scotty Lucas running around, hey? And then you've got you got James Hurd floating down there occasionally. 
Mm. Scotty misses to the right-hand side. Do you know what my favourite thing about this game is? And I told you this during the week, Chambo, but uh, my absolute favourite thing about this match is Essendon had the greatest season that any team in our lifetime will probably ever have. And yet, this is the only match from that year that's replayed. <laughs> None of their other games. No one even knows. Just get a little fucking knife in the ribs, eh? Just a little knife in the ribs to the Bombers fans. But uh, you're actually true. Like, it's actually true. And I imagine I, I'd love to look up what their average winning margin was for this year because they actually did dominate so much. Um, there was a game maybe a couple of rounds before this, actually, against Carlton. They had big hype. Yeah. And because I think Carlton went on a 13 win run, which the Bulldogs actually ended. And so oh, I do remember that. Yeah. Around about 18. Uh, Bob 18. Mur- that was Bob Murphy's first game, and he kicked the winner. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So oh, I think Steve Credioc's just taking the mark in the forward line. But Cuda <laughs> got injured. That's Colin in Yook. Oh, Colin, sorry, Colin, Yook. Colin Yook. Bloody hell. They're born close together. I always get it mixed up. Um, <laughs> Cuda did his PCL in that game, and that's when Carlton fell apart. You're right, and I think Bradley might have gone off as well. So you had injuries during the game when you try, you, you were pretty much holding on with Essendon, and yeah. then they kicked away. Um, what was I talking about? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just excited whenever oh. I see Steve Kolonyuk, the greatest Ukrainian to ever play footy. Yeah, is so this right? is actually... There I've, there I've said it. This is the major game of Essendon by the fact of, uh, you know, they, they cruise through the finals pretty easily, then win the grand final by 10, point, uh, 10 goals against Melbourne. So you're right, it's kind of the... One kind of nail biter of the year for the Bombers, and that's why they lost. They weren't experienced in it. <laughs> the the one thing that uh, we, Danny, we've noticed, you know, um, as we've looked at these games, the advertising hoarding on the background. The one thing that I found really interesting in this game is uh, the advertising for crack cracker barrel cheese. <laughs> isn't that didn't uh, yeah? And hang on, don't, just isn't that one of yours, really Rosie? Odd. Didn't you do an ad for cracker barrel? No, That's mate, right. I, was, I was mainland, if you don't mind, fellas. Oh, please. mainland. Oh, Sorry, mate. Sorry, Age mate. Better. Here we go. The doggy's gone forward again. And Here we go. We've just hit the front. No, I missed. No, missed. missed. missed the near side. Do you know, um, in the 2016 prelim, uh, only Bulldogs fans will know that uh, Carlton Draft experimented with a pale ale for about a month because that advertising is all over Giant Stadium uh, for that match. But no one can remember that drink at all. I don't remember it. Yeah, no. Well, try, if you if you look at the highlights of the dogs, yeah, uh, and, if you and look at Adam's Tory a Dixon chronic alcoholic too. Which so. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so actually, Morway doesn't remember it, but uh, was it just called Carlton Pale? Carlton Pale Ale. I wonder if it was um, sold in Victoria, whether it was like them trying to tap into the market in Sydney, because that That's... I honestly cannot remember that being for sale. They were trying to take Great over tackle Coopers. By Ramiro. Yeah, okay, tap the market. Yeah. Who's 37 for us in this one? That's, uh, you weren't at that prelim, were you, Danny? No, I wasn't. That was Mitch Hahn wearing 37. That's surprising. No, my wife was due to give birth, so I couldn't That's right, justify of course. Yeah, I was trying, to, I was to, trying uh, to remember why you didn't go there. Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. You I mean, I mean you know, I mean, some people are fans, but, you know, you do your thing. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> were you we, at the uh, Rose Hotel with us, Danny? No. No, I, I went to the Rose afterwards. I think I met you for a beer afterwards. I went yeah. to the Gasometer because um, uh, <laughs> during the year... Me and my mate, who I go to all my ga- all the games with, Shane, we had gone to the gasometer when we were losing a match at halftime, and we pulled it off against the Swans in Sydney with JJ kicking the winner with seconds to go. Yep. So that was our sacred good luck pub. We were okay. going to save it for a, a big match. So we, yeah, I went to it uh, then, and yeah, was, was that uh, was that game in Sydney in the driving rain? 
Uh, yeah, when we beat the Swans. Yeah, yeah JJ, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. remember that. Uh, it was election night 2016. Oh, there it's you go. funny, the uh, good luck charms. I remember going to the 2014 meet-up with friends of show, Declan Faye, before the game. And he said to me, oh, look, the, the year before, he looked at the hot dog van. He said, oh, I had a, had a hot dog from that van out the front of the ground. And I looked at him and was like, oh, you better go have a hot dog. <laughs> it's kind of keep the... <laughs> <laughs> don't break now the tradition. Brad Johnson, oh, he's hit does, the post from 45 Does not put out. him in front. So we've got about I five minutes I love the body left. language. Is that what we're on? Five minutes now. Roughly, yeah. Oh, yeah, 4.45. There we go. There we go. Oh, this is, yeah. So exciting. How good's football? And they were trying. The to, I, I found they were trying to be the first team to kind of go through the whole season undefeated. Collingwood did it in 1929. They won 18 matches, and then went on to win the flag. And so, the but a lot of those were through the right of reply. Well, that's the thing, actually, because <laughs> they got to the finals and they lost the first semi-final. But because you finished on top, you got to challenge. So yeah. the weirdest system going around ever. So what I'm trying to say is that Collingwood 1929 premiership is tainted. Yeah, and they well, should have won the... four in a row. One of the factors for them getting rid of the right of reply, apart from the fact that it's ridiculous, but a lot of teams just <laughs> tanked, so they'd get the week off. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, it was uh, uh, Richmond and Collingwood were both accused of it. Always manipulating the system for yeah. over a century. Fucking dirty. Thank God, dogs, eh? neither of these sides, Essendon and Footscray, have never done that. No. Especially not the eventual <laughs> premiers. No. <laughs> So Essendon are just chipping their way around, trying to move it forward here. So I guess this is where the flood was. They very methodical in you know moving it sideways and not going with long kicks down the line, which they just did, and marked by duels. Duels, yeah. He had a he had a blinder. What Scott a match Wines saver! Going down. There's Liver kicking it in. How fucking good is he? There's, that, there's Brett amazing. Montgomery now the the CEO of. Uh, oh no, Brett Montgomery. I'm getting him mixed up with Simon Garlic, who I saw before. Now the CEO of Frio. Yes, and another successful boy. Oh, Paul Hudson. Is he going to put us in front? I, I think no, he misses yes. as well, Nat. Nah. Oh, bloody well. hell. Jeez, you had your chances, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, this girl. I never know who that girl is, but I think of her every time it gets to this point of the game. I go, who is that? And I love her. Because okay. she's clearly a Bulldogs fan, and they cut to her a few times. And, uh, yeah, I'm, although I'm a happily married man, uh, if anyone knows who she is, uh, yeah. Here we go, Hudson. Oh. Get me out of this conversational hole. So is that I Dustin think... Fletcher's kicked out straight to Paul Hudson? He has, yeah. Now, does he get this one? I think he does. Well, let's just watch it play out. You don't really see Dustin Fletcher. I don't know where he was. That was a terrible kick from Fletcher. I can't believe he played another 700 games after that. I would have <laughs> I would have got rid of him. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. No, you just go, mate, that's it. You're done. I don't care I mean, how many kids you have him. I mean, I would have, if I was Kevin Sheedy when I, in 2000, I would have said, Dustin, you know, you want no, a flag, but well. you're yep, 52. I think it's time to call it a day. <laughs> you can fuck off. Your great gang, grandkids can fuck off. <laughs> now, we talk about a lot of people being in the box at the moment. There are at least 10 in the Footscray box there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed Paul, Di- Paul Dimitina was at the back. And Plough was sitting next to, um, I think it was Phil Malin, who used to be with Carlton. So they've gone long. Scotty West, oh, that's a, is that a free kick there, Chambo? What are you thinking? I reckon play on. Yeah. So Scott West, once again, geez, he follows up really well, doesn't he? Didn't he win about like 25? Uh, B&Fs. B&Fs. Yeah. He did. He won, he's won seven in a row. Now, forgive everyone, my mic sounds different now because I've gone to the computer mic because my other one got uh, knocked over with excitement. But here we go. <laughs> oh, so who's this with the ball? Is that Eagle? No, That's who's... Brett Montgomery. Montgomery, right, it is. 
Danny's mic got taken out by uh, Danny's mic got taken out by John Barnes. So, <laughs> <laughs> do I sound okay? Is this all right? Yeah, 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 all good, man. Okay, cool. Got the That's Vaseline nice. on the forehead there. I was, I was right. It's Nathan Eagleton. Yes, I know my Footscray players. Oh, Eagleton. God, it's so weird seeing him with hair. With hair, yeah, that's right. Jesus, what a shit kick. No wonder they pulled his fucking hair out. Out on the full. full. Fletcher, you are a fucking dud, mate. Collinock's got it. He's got to kick a banana, surely. I mean, if the siren's set. Oh, Chris Grant's got it. Chris Grant's got it. Well, Well, I'll tell you what, a couple of years ago, I said Kerry would have kicked a goal in Perth that Grant didn't make. This is the sort of goal that the champ might kick here. Will I reckon he that run, stung he... him a bit and he wants these. He, he a banana or will he run out onto the left foot? This is where Hudson was last week, exactly the same spot. 36th position. Over left foot. He kicked the goal to bring him back into the game. Got it's it. a Got great it. kick. He's... So he's hard in the pocket up against the fence. He has yeah, had... Left Fuck, he's had 28 posies and 12 marks. That's huge. And that was the famous moment where Bruce McAvaney said that over the journey he felt like that Wayne Carey would kick a goal like this. But he said Chris Grant, you know, was a bit iffy about this. And so right? Chris Grant put it through the high diddle diddle. And, and said, then Fuck he, he sent a horse's head to Bruce McAvaney. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember him decapitating John Longmire, but that's fucking... That's sending a message. <laughs> and then two grew back in its place. That's how yeah. a lot of my works. Yeah. So I could not to... have told you that Chris Grant was a left footer. Yeah. Yeah, well, he, he was a pretty good on both feet, but yeah, he was a natural left footer. Yeah, right. I did not know that. Jeez, Dustin Fletcher's had a shocking 30 seconds. I mean, that is, you know, an accidental kick out of bounds, but bloody hell, it's, it's his fault. And we do get another goal just on the siren here, which flatters us. I mean, it would have been probably... Probably even more famous victory if it was kept under a goal. Like, people look at the score and go, oh, the dog's got away. Yeah. Like, we've got one more goal coming. I always thought it was like a three-point win or something, but I didn't realise there was the extra one right after the game. It's like uh, like in the 2016 prelim, uh, Chambo rang me the next day to give me advice on how to enjoy grand final week. And it was only then that what I realised Tory Dixon had missed that last kick. Because I'd just been crying since the siren went. I mean, Adam, if you called up Danny to give advice on how to <laughs> how to handle Grand Final week, it would be like, uh, go and buy the age. Um, <laughs> uh, call, your friend, call your friend on the landline. <laughs> uh, send a congratulations fax to the club. <laughs> and go down send to <laughs> and go down to Bass and wait for your tickets. Yeah, send a hero fax. Yeah, <laughs> and get the theme song at Brashes and just play that all night long. Yeah, and then Monday morning go and get the VHS, order the VHS tape that will come in a month. <laughs> now the ball, the ball is parked in Essendon's forward line here, so they are really uh, rallying pretty hard once again, mate. Scott West is fucking everywhere, and you forget how hard and in and under he was. He's just chasing the ball. He's a so they're going absolutely ballistic in the box. Jason Johnson realises it's all over. See, she, this would have been so painful for Bombers fans. They were not used to having... They haven't felt pain since the prelim last year and they'd gone so well to the perfect season and, you know, you're not going to... Those opportunities come around once in a generation. Do you reckon there was a bit of uh this was a good loss to have, though? If you're a bummer oh, fan. Oh, totally. Yeah. I don't think it hurt them. And the siren's gone. And you guys have... Apparently, you're up after this, 
uh, after all the they never sang the song again after this until they won the grand final. That no was way. Heard's call. That's a rumor I'd heard. Yep. Yeah, I think so I think they, I've heard that. Yeah, they just went. It's nothing matters until we win that. Yeah, and even then they didn't sing it till uh, till like everyone had gone home, and then they took the cup out to the center of the ground. Uh, once everyone had left. Yeah, wow. And oh, then Jesus. They finally sang it. Well, that's shit. At least let everyone else fucking enjoy it. Yeah, we had Brad Johnson there yelling at uh, John Barnes right after the game. We had a bit, yeah. of, a bit of out of character for Brad Johnson too. He was severely concussed. <laughs> <laughs> and then we saw Andy Marr with a full head of hair trying to get interviews. I saw that. Yeah, young Andy Marr right over there. Yeah. 20 years ago. It's amazing. I mean, and it doesn't feel that far away, yet so much has changed. There's the Footscray Doctor as well. Still looking Gary the Zimmerman. Zimmerman. Legend. The Zimmerman. Yeah. Now, Dan, uh, we'll, awesome we'll wrap it up shortly, but we I don't think we've talked to you since you guys won the flag. I don't think we've had you uh, on the pod since then. Maybe we have one or once or twice. Not. But I just want to talk to you about um, the day after when you got to host the event at Witten Oval. Uh, possibly maybe the first Australian comedian to perform in front of... 35,000 people. Uh, it was, yeah, it was, I, we never really got the final figures on that, but I do remember that day, I just felt like Kim Jong-un. <laughs> you had someone just, murdered? I, I did. I had my uncle murdered because he <laughs> was looking like he was going to steal my banner <laughs> writing gig. And uh, no, it was, the players were all, uh, so we partied till about 1am at the official club function. And then I went home to bed because I had to do game day the next day on Channel 7. And I remember getting home, telling my still heavily pregnant wife uh, we should name our daughter Johanna after JJ, winning the Norm <laughs> Smith. Uh, then I passed out, on the fell asleep. And then I woke up with shocking hangover. Uh, and she goes, you got to go now. And I look at the clock and I go, no, I've got ages. She goes, no, nah, it's daylight savings. It's actually... Oh, dude. Fuck. So we had an extra hour taken away from us. Uh, so all the players were struggling and the crowd had been there all day and it would have been about, they were about half an hour late and they just the people are just telling me, go out there and just tell them that the players are coming. And I go, yeah, sure. And I get out and I go, hey guys, the players aren't here yet. And the crowd is still in good spirits, but they're jokingly booing and, uh, you know, getting into it. And then I'd just say, but we're still the premiers. And they would go <laughs> ballistic. It was, uh, yeah, it was awesome fun. And no one really knew what to do. Like, I remember the Premiership Cup was just in the middle of the office and everyone sort of stared around it. And then I, I just said, can, can I can I touch it? Am I allowed? And everyone's like, I guess so. No one's in charge of this. And so I took a photo of me holding it. And then everyone, everyone you know, just started everyone posing with it. And awesome. Yeah, it was, it was a genuinely uh, amazing day. And I, yeah, had very little sleep. And then my daughter was born like 12 hours later. So oh, What a weekend. Yeah, it was pretty good. Which was um, the best bit? Definitely the grand final. Okay, good. Definitely <laughs> the grand final. Mate, I'd, I'd had a kid by then. I'd never had oh, a kid. Oh, right, right. Yeah, and it's amazing that you actually missed the birth because you were still a wit noble kind of hanging out with the fans. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, thanks for joining us. We really do appreciate that. That was fun. Oh, thank you guys. Thanks for the for reliving the great memory. And uh, sorry, it's a bit of a technical hitch, but uh, cheers. No dramas, man. We're going to hit the road. We are Junk Time Alpha Pod at Gmail, at Twitter, on Facebook, on Hinge, on Snapchat, TikTok, and the Gram. We're going to hit the road. Go Hawks. Go Blues. Go Dogs.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.